Welcome to Talkin' Music on KVNF. I'm Corey Stanton, and on this episode, I'm talking with Jessa Love and Jordan Polovina, who make up the Denver-based folk-hop duo Grim Darling. Thank you both for taking some time to talk with me in KVNF. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Grim and Darling released their third album just about two and a half months ago. It is appropriately titled Three, and we're going to hear most of this new album on this Talkin' Music. I'd like to jump right into the music to give our listeners an idea of what they're in for. Talk to me about your song, Remade. This is the first song off of the new album. This is, I think, maybe the second the second one we recorded off this album, probably when we decided it was going to be an album because we hadn't been making music together for a while. We made Catamaran first, and then I think we did this one. And uh, most of what we write about is... <laughs> like trying to be better and trying to do better than we've done in the past. And, you know, people find that endearing, but I think Jordan and I are both kind of adorably messed up people where we just keep trying to do the right thing all the time. And we're not always doing a great job at it. So a lot of what we write about, and particularly that song is just starting over again and the emotion behind that. That song for me kind of represents a new page of production for me. So in the past, obviously, we've done the really folk hop stuff. I kind of call it folk pop electronica now. I've been extremely affected by a lot of the electronic music scene here in Denver. And uh, my style has definitely changed. And Remade was one of the first kind of amalgamation of all of my styles and, and kind of represents the style that I really want to go forward with with Grim and Darling. Here is Remade by Denver-based duo Grim and Darling. Yeah. 
That was a track called Remade by Denver-based duo Grimm and Darling. You're listening to Talkin' Music on KVNF. I'm Corey Stanton, and I'm talking with Jessa Love and Jordan Polavina via Zoom, and we're talking about Grimm and Darling's new album that they dropped towards the end of 2020. It's called Three. And I wanted to ask you, speaking of genres, I wanted to ask you about, I don't know if I'd even seen this before, folk hop, which I've seen used to describe your music. And I listened back through your two previous albums, Indigo and Beauty Through Pain. And in these albums, I can definitely hear more folk. And I can also hear hip hop, definitely. But in your new album, kind of like Jordan, you were describing earlier, this actually sounds more electronic and even down tempo to me. How would you describe the evolution of your music? And I'm curious, what inspired the two of you to reconnect on this third album? The folk hop thing really just started uh, mostly with the first album. And Jessa, in the beginning, was kind of looking for a cello beatboxer because her her whole vision was to have her doing her songs, having a string player and beatbox um, accompaniment. So that kind of evolved into our first album, which we didn't really know how to classify. So we came up with the folk hop thing. That was kind of produced by other producers and stuff like that. Then I got way more into production and started kind of honing my skills on that. Indigo, it was kind of my experimentation production-wise, and Jessica kind of went along with me on that. I love some of those songs, and uh, it was a pretty weird album. So it was definitely me experimenting with sounds and stuff like that. And I think to three is just kind of a, a mix of all of that. And basically what I've been looking for for this long time is kind of this sound that we have now, that down-tempo, kind of moody. I want to incorporate the instrumentation more as we move forward. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm really proud of it. Cool. Yeah, three's definitely kind of like the merging of the pure kind of singer-songwritery stuff from the first one and then the experimental, way more electronic stuff from the second album. We started making music together again, I think just because of the pandemic. We had both been working on other projects for a couple of years, but we had been like singing together at his research Wednesdays at Cervantes pretty often. But with no more music happening, we just sort of got in the studio. We had been in the studio a little bit, but then we were just like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this again. So let's make another album. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, you play the cello and rap. Do you play any other instruments? I like to toy around with whatever and get my hands on. I've been trying to learn more piano stuff. Um, just it, that helps in my production a lot, obviously. But I started on bass clarinet when I was a kid. I played a little bit of this and that. I just love to play with music and experiment. But yeah, production is really where my heart is at. I Sadly, I don't pick up my cello as much as I should these days. I'm usually on this MPC and Ableton and stuff like that. Just working on the production stuff. It's uh, trying to find a balance with that. Yeah, cool. I was wondering what you like to create music in. And I was complimenting your home studio looks pretty dope. Looks like you got some fun boards back there. Oh, yeah, we got some cool stuff in here. We got, we got gifted a Roland Jupiter 6 analog synth uh, Jess that was given when she worked up north. And that thing is so cool. Get some cool sounds out of that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What's your songwriting process like? Like who does what and how do you collaborate overall? We write songs completely differently. You know, Jordan, he's got words in his brain, like endless amounts of words, and he can put them together like stringing popcorn. Like, here's one, here's another one, here's another one, and then all of a sudden he has eight million words. And I am like the opposite. I'm like, how do I put a feeling into six words, you know? And 
So I'm always trying to be very careful and fit a lot into a little and not repeat myself and all this stuff. So it takes me a long time to write lyrics usually. And he's pretty rapid fire, but I think that we've had a good influence on each other that way over the years because he helps me to just get out of my head sometimes and just say whatever you're going to say. So I've adopted a lot of his process actually. I like to talk about his process all the time because it's one of the coolest things I've ever watched someone do and learned about. But yeah, I'm curious to hear how he describes it. Well, I think as far as writing process, it's different for each song for us. Um, I think that we have maybe multiple approaches. Uh, sometimes we'll like to start with just her guitar. I really like this, like Queen and Soldier, for example, was a, a song that Jessa wrote on her own. And then I was able to put my stuff on and, and do production work on that. Or I'll just come up with the beat and an idea vocally and we'll go from there. As far as my process, it is a little weird. I, I just, I kind of speak in tongues. So basically I'll find the rhythm and the cadence of the full song. So I do it in my car a lot. I'm sure people look at me into my car and like, this dude is definitely crazy. Really, really silly like that. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, he finds that and then he fits words into it somewhere. Yeah, and then I'll latch onto that and I'll memorize that cadence and that flow or whatever. And then I'll slowly kind of inject the words into them as, as I go along. And I think, yeah, we just it's different really for every song. We just kind of take it as it comes. Cool. Talk to me about your song, Start Today. This song starts out with kind of like a monologue, talking about some personal beliefs around life and maybe how society has tried to put us all in a box. And I want the intro to speak for itself, so I won't say too much more. But talk to me about the making of your song, Start Today. It's in the general theme, again, of our overall like trying to be better and do better but also a lot of the times we're we're sort of side by side talking about ourselves and people at large you know the world at large in in sort of the same way you know like we're trying to be better but we're also calling on others to be better too it sounds like really like altruistic and stuff and I know that doesn't really sound like that in the song itself or the music you know we're always sitting having conversations and crying and talking about life in the world and then we write these songs and so to us that's what it means i don't know how it sounds to other people but that one for me it's as simple as the title like just do it you know if you don't want to be a certain way you feel like you want to get out of a certain rut in your life or you want to learn something you want to try something new you want to lose weight you want to like whatever it is i want to learn how to play the piano start right now like now you know what i mean for me every time i hear that song it's like that five minute rule like put five minutes into it and see where it takes you kind of stuff. So yeah, also, like she said, just going on that general thing, man, with this Grim and Darling music, I, I really just kind of want to wage a war almost on just negativity and music and put some positive messages down and messages that people can actually benefit from and and maybe change perspectives. I don't know. I just feel like it's good to put good out there. There's so much negativity in music and I just feel like it's important to put something something positive out there if possible. I also yeah. think too, like it's okay to admit your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses and it's okay to, you know, not be the coolest person or the best person. You know, I think that we use our music as a catharsis for ourselves a lot to talk about our own sins essentially, but that's not the end. There's always like a little melancholy and a little hope and the hope is the big part I want us to focus on even more now. Yeah, I talk about this a lot, actually, with music being cathartic for me as a listener and someone who just really loves and appreciates music. 
and I appreciate when musicians are vulnerable and are willing to put it out there. And it's, I feel like it's probably really relatable. You know, I mean, the details of pain are very personal, but the feeling of pain, the feeling of fear, the feeling of sadness are completely universal, you know? So Mm -hmm. any way you describe your own personal pain or sadness or fear, it's still going to be relatable, you know? Basically, if I'm listening to a Grim and Darling song that we're working on in the car in the morning and I bawl my eyes out, <laughs> another reason why probably people on the highway think that I'm out of my mind. <laughs> I do, I, like several times a week, I'm in the car listening to stuff and I'll scream at the heavens and cry. I cry and cry. It makes me, it turns me into a blathering baby. But that's when I know I'm onto a good song. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Well, let's take a listen to Start Today by Denver-based duo Grimm and Darling. I don't believe in this model where uh, you basically pick something to do and then you struggle at it your entire life. I think rather a lot of life is about finding what you're meant to do uniquely. The combinatorics of human DNA are staggering. You've got 7 billion people on this planet. You're never going to meet any two people who are even vaguely alike or can substitute for each other. So every human being is unique. And what you're going to be amazingly good at is the thing that you do for fun, the thing that you're passionate about. No one can compete with you on something that you find entertaining, right? No matter how much hard work they put in, because for you, that's not that's work. Not work. Change. 
So I go back to this idea that most of life is a search for who and what needs you the most, and who and what you need the most. And when you find that fit, it just works. How do you find it? Just keep looking, it'll feel right. We just heard Start Today by Denver-based duo Grimm and Darling. You're tuned in to Talk Music on KVNF. I'm Corey Stanton, and I'm talking with Jessa and Jordan, who make up Grimm and Darling. The new album is called Three. It is, in fact, the group's third album. It was released not even three months ago. Let's talk about your song, Queen and Soldier. I know Jordan just mentioned that Jessa wrote this all by herself. <laughs> I did. Um, you know, so Queen and Soldier is, is about, I mean, it's about fighting and it's about appearances. And it just, I played on a metaphor, but of the universal thing that, you know, like all couples even couples that love each other, they fight. And uh, so the queen and the soldier is just the metaphor of, someone told me a, a thing about the queen and soldier that I thought was really like sexist. And then it was kind of beautiful, which was just like, you know, how they needed each other. And I was like, oh, no woman needs no man, you know? But really it's, you know, the, the soldier and his strength, like the, the, the queen relies on him and the queen is, has all this power, but you know, they, they vulnerably need each other. So that's just the metaphor of like a queen and a soldier in particular would appear regal and put together and powerful and perfect. But the, in the song, like, you know, we don't act like royalty. We fight like we're enemies, even though we need each other. So, I mean, it's pretty just a universal song with the person, you know, like my personal take on a universal thing. I was happy with my piano work on that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I've been practicing and I, I was really happy with the piano chords that came out on that song. And I, as soon as I heard the song, I wanted it so bad. And she had another producer working on it that uh, maybe kind of sat on it for a little too long. And I was just begging for it, begging for it. And finally, I got it and I got to work on it. I was pumped. <laughs> that was too, I think that was one of the first songs that we've ever had together that we built because we built the whole thing together. Yeah. Um, and like that sort of became like this theme for three, which was this like, yeah, next level collaboration for us, because it used to just be, you know, this is what Jordan does and this is what Jessa does. Mm -hmm. um, but we sat in the studio for every song and and really did a ton of the process together. But for Queen and Soldier, we built the entire production together, you know. It felt right to do it that way. I, I It feels good to to really collaborate together. Like she said, we had kind of our our duties are a separate parts. And now we're kind of crossing, we're kind of crossing those lines and she's helping out with some production stuff and helping come up with chords. And it's, it's a new world. It's awesome. And, and we both are more attached to the songs that way. It's not like, Oh, Jessica really likes to do this one. I like to do this one. Like we both like every song on this, on this record. So. Cool. Here is Queen and Soldier, a new release from Denver based duo Grimm and Darling.
That was Queen and Soldier, a song off of Grim and Darling's brand new album, Three. You're listening to Talkin' Music on KVNF. I'm your host, Corey Stanton, and I'm chatting with Jessa Love and Jordan Polavina over Zoom. It's early January 2021. I know a lot of musicians and music industry folks are trying to make plans for the future, and we're all really hopeful for live music to be able to return again in some bigger capacity. What's your approach for Grim and Darling in 2021? Keep building, keep creating content, keep our heads in the studio. I don't think that we're miraculously going to have all kinds of shows and a tour this year. I, I, I don't. I'm not counting on that. So I think that continuing to build our brand and do more and more content, a lot of video stuff, even go, coming up on like maybe short film type stuff, working on all that internal stuff, like getting Jessa playing Ableton Push. I'd like to do just more with the live, basically working out this live show, hopefully getting to play it out a little bit this year, just to kind of feel it out and, and figure out where we're at with it. But then um, I'm looking at, at 2022 for really like crowds again of any sort and getting our hour set like really, really powerful and, and where I want it to be. I feel like Jordan and I had all these huge like ideas when we first became a band, you know, many years ago. And this is the first time we've like brought a lot of them back and talked about them and been like, remember we said we were going to do this. And remember we said we were going to try this. And I think that that's a lot of what we're focusing on right now is just, you know, we got management and we're way more focused. And I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, this huge slowdown of music has been a blessing for Grim and Darling in particular, not for his other music or my other music, but for this project, it's been a really amazing opportunity to get better at, stuff and really like focused on our actual like direction and future that we were just so busy we were playing shows so much before and then not at all for a while so but that was our only focus now our focus is like business and creating content and you know fine-tuning our skills and learning more skills so I think that's the biggest probably goal for this year Mm -hmm. well we're gonna go out on your song called Catamaran this is new off your recent album three what do you want our listeners to know about this one I guess I was kind of uh, a lead writer on that one. Writing it felt a little personal to me. Um, It's kind of just about growing up. For me, just how I grew up, growing up with not a lot, but learning kind of stuff from the people around you and and seeing other perspectives. And uh, we weren't handed anything. Like, anything that I have, I've worked for. Um, I, you know, I wasn't given a Cadillac. That one just kind of, the lyrics came. So I went to kind of a specific place in my head. But maybe the lyrics don't exactly portray that. <laughs> but I just, sometimes the, the words just go and uh, I'll take myself to a place. And uh, I think that that leaves it open for interpretation. And I think that's when music is most powerful for, for people and when they interpret it and apply it to their own sensibilities. So um, I, that one is still one of my favorites. I, I, I do love that song, just the bass line and everything. I, Music-wise, I, I love that, Jim. That, that was one. a slow burn, too. We're like, you know, our fans are going to have to be patient in this song because we're making them, we're forcing them to go almost two minutes without any kind of musical payoff. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, like, I'm like, this is weird. This is just weird. What's happening? It's not going anywhere. I don't get it, you know? But when, yeah. it, but I, we talked to her, we're like, if they make it all the way to here, to that first chorus, they'll have earned that. Exactly. And that's... <laughs> Which is kind of like what the song is about. It's a pretty personal account for Jordan about, yeah. you know, his growing up. There's a real personal account for me in my verse. You know, we, we talked about our 
childhoods in our own way a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the universal part of the song is no matter where you come from, you know, you can come from poverty, you can come from abuse, you can come from nothing and doesn't matter. Like you can keep going and you can make right. weird songs that are called catamaran. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you, Jessa Love and Jordan Polavina. Thank you both so much for taking the time to talk with me and KBNF. Thanks for waiting for me. Thank you so much for having us. We truly appreciate it. You've been listening to Talk and Music on KVNF. I'm Corey Stanton. Visit kvnf.org for more talk and music programs and for a direct link to Grimm and Darlene's music. We'll go out on their new song called Catamaran. Thank you for listening.